You are listening to an SAFM podcast, 104 to 107 nationwide. Stream us live on www.safm.co.za or via the SABC Plus app. SABC News, independent and impartial. I'm not surprised. Um, it's quite clear um, in our law that every administrative decision, especially one that affects so many people, requires public participation. The minister knew that. Um, we spoke to him about that. Well, in written correspondence, the association did communicate with him, and he ignored all of that correspondence. So we're not surprised. The law is clear. It's not open for the Minister of Home Affairs um, or any government um, department, organ of state, to subvert the Constitution and um, arrive at decisions that are unlawful. So we're not surprised. So um, the law is clear, but could you please explain to uh, those listening in and uh, may not quite understand um, why the public participation aspect of this is necessary and important? It is important because um, public participation is meant to, um, you know, as as the as the law suggests, to get the public to participate in whatever decision that a government uh, department, um, the government is going to make, or organ of state is going to make, that affects a lot of people. The reason why it is important. If one considers, I mean, using the ZDP situation as an example, um, the fact that about 200,000 people are going to be affected by a decision, and it makes sense um, for those that are unaware of the law, that if you're going to make a decision that's going to affect 200,000 people, it's going to affect the banks. We know, as you've seen in the past few months, the banks have been disrupted. Their business has been disrupted because of the ZDP. Um, a lot of people are affected. And whenever a lot of people are affected, it makes sense that you speak to the people before you make the decision. That could cause a lot of harm. And in this case, uh, we're talking about a lot of harm, not just to ZDP holders, but their families, their employers, the academic institutions that they, they work in, um, the economy. Um, I just mentioned the banks and other financial services providers that were going to lose contracts with um, with a significant number of people. Um, it makes sense that you consult the public, and the minister didn't do that. So if we look at what's happening here with the court, so uh, the high court essentially ruling that uh, what the minister did or the department did, uh, should I say, was unlawful, unconstitutional and invalid, uh, the failure to consult with the ZDP holders. So... The intent here uh, by the ministry is, of course, to terminate the Zimbabwean exemption permits. So the department can go back and 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 comply with the laws and uh, you know make sure that they do consult uh, far and wide. But it seems as though the objective ultimately is to terminate uh, the Zimbabwean exemption permits. How do you respond to that? That this is basically just kicking the can down the road. Okay, there's three parts of that question that I want I want to discuss, and I'm happy that you've raised those questions. Um, the first um, point I'd like to make is that public participation is not the only challenge 
to the end of the or terminating the ZEP. It is one of many. There's another. Um, there's you know um, where the decision is reasonable, and would argue that a decision to end the the uh, legal status of the affected Zimbabweans is illegal because of how unreasonable it is and how irrational and arbitrary the decision is. So not just public participation. I think that deals with the issue of kicking the can down the, the road. I agree with you. I, I actually believe that, um, which is where we where um, there's a departure between the angle that Helen Sussman Foundation has taken and, and the Zimbabwe Exemption Permanent Association has taken. We believe that the ultimate goal for ZDP holders is the right to apply for permanent residency. In our case, is still ongoing on that regard. Um, and that, I think, will, will provide the real relief, the substantive relief um, for ZDP holders who may wish to stay in the country after giving more than 12 years of their productive lives in the country. So public participation, yes. Um, they, the, the minister can theoretically um, now go and conduct a public participation process. Uh, my view is that when you conduct such a process, you will discover um, through interactions with the academic institutions, with the banks, with the employers' associations, that the damage to the South African economy, if we were to remove by force 200,000 Zimbabweans from the economy, um, will be significant um, at a time when the South African economy can least afford to um, have that level of disruption. So when he conducts a public participation process, um, if he were to take the, the, the view to do so and maybe not appeal to the, um, the, the Supreme Court of Appeal, which he may end up doing, uh, I heard in your intro that uh, the spokesperson said that the minister is considering his options, he may decide he wants to go to a higher court, um, petition directly to the SEA, or even go to the Constitutional Court. We shall see. Um, but either way, um, um, our association is of the view that the only pragmatic answer to the situation is to allow ZDP holders who are eligible to apply for permanent residency after being in the country for now more than 14 years. Mm. And uh, just another issue that came up, uh, you know, in the lead up to all of this litigation was, of course, the fact that uh, many of the ZDP holders did not apply uh, for extension. So what's the story in that regard? Why did people not feel that they needed to do that? Oh, yes. Okay. Um, This is a a very good point that you've mentioned when you said extension, you're talking about the um, the, the waivers. Yes. Um, okay. Well, the reason why, and I'm I, I'm I'm speaking um, for my interactions with ZDP holders on the ground, why many have not taken the minister's invitation to apply for what he calls mainstream visas are the following. The first is the critical skills list is so high is being amended so it's so high that the vast majority of people cannot apply for a critical skills visa. It's part of what he calls a mainstream visa. There's no such thing, by the way, of a mainstream visa. This is something that the minister um, put together and he's been running with. Um, so it's impossible. It's an impossible bar to, re- to to clear. The next reason is that there are many ZDP holders are waiting for the outcome of this case. Mm. So they want to find out if, um, I mean, they've quickly realized that the, the minister's been losing back-to-back um, 
um, in court um, uh, on his decision. So he's, the, the, the public are now thinking, well, we think the minister is out, has made a big mistake here and he's going to lose. We're going to wait until the court finds that we can apply for what we all want, just permanent mm. residence. So they're waiting for that. Um, but but, but in terms of saying we're not going to apply for another category of visa because uh, the requirements uh, for attainment in that instance are way too onerous, uh, so we'll stick it out here. I mean, you can understand how uh, people would say, but but surely that also is not, you know, entirely a fair uh, way of dealing with this particular matter because as you say, if they say critical skills and whatever the requirements are there, that is exactly what should be met by foreign nationals. Okay, that's a, I hear that argument um, but the, the position is um, that the minister's decisions and his position um, is changing constantly. Um at, if you just look at the waivers, for instance, at one stage, the minister said that he will reject all waivers outright. And then he withdrew his rejection. Okay. Um, he said that um, now he's going to allow for waivers. Um, and this is all under the pressure of litigation. Um, we're dealing with a very fluid situation where the decisions by the minister are being chipped away by litigation. Um, the position that the ZEP is now being supposed to be uh, terminated a long time ago. Um, we're now approaching 2024, and this has been running, I think now this 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 saga has been running for now three years. Okay. Um, so yeah, they're going to wait until the best, until the courts tell them that they can apply for a visa that they, they We'll leave it there for now. Thanks so much, Advocate Simba Chitando, the representative of the Zimbabwe Exemption Permit Holders Association. You can find SAFM Current Affairs on 104 to 107 nationwide. Our podcasts are available for download on all our digital platforms. SAFM, leading the conversation.